Hey, this is Greg. And Zach. Welcome back to the Harvestgate podcast. Today we return to our Meet the Team series with our third episode. We'll be chatting with my wife, Emily Jersick, learning more about her background and experience, how she met Zach and Liz, and what she brings to the Harvestgate team, and much more. Emily, thanks for joining us in our basement. Hello. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, Zach, you're going to kind of be driving a lot of the questions today, and uh, I'm I'm a, a excited observer participant just hanging out part of the team. So, yeah, what will be really fun is if you learn anything new about your wife. <laughs> I'll take notes. That you know. This might be a big moment for you, Greg. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, Emily, uh, um, it's really good to have you. Um, as you know, I'm normally doing this with Greg, but it's always nice to have a guest on. Uh, and so uh, one of the questions that we always like to start with is, what's your relationship with coffee? Later. <laughs> Usually while you guys are doing this, I'm sleeping. So my coffee comes much later in the day than most. Um, I, I don't know. I love coffee and I want it to last as long as possible. Feel that. Um, yeah. In fact, uh, earlier this week, Greg and I were, uh, we kind of did like an impromptu disc golf thing. Um, and he, he's texting and said, Hey, I've got some free time and it's not raining. Do you want to, uh, disc golf? And I said, yes, but I need to get coffee first. And then our coffee pot was broken. Uh, so I, I asked Liz, I said, Hey, uh, can I go disc golf? She says, yeah, as long as you make coffee. And I got up, tried to make coffee. I actually had to go to the coffee house to get coffee because our coffee pot was broken. So I feel you like it's an important part of life. Um, yeah, that stinks. <laughs> it was a bummer. Um, uh, what? So what is your perfect cup of coffee? So because I want it to last longer, I do half decaf in a Keurig. And then I get Greg's coffee, regular coffee, out of the fridge and top off my venti cup of coffee <laughs> and add... Um, what is it? Irish cream, Italian, not Italian, Italian, Italian sweet cream. Yeah. Um, to it. And that's it. Yeah. And I'm rather particular about it. We do not coffee. Like if we're traveling, we do not coffee out. Well, um, first thing in the morning, that first cup has to be exactly what we expect it to be or else the rest of the day is just off. I, I get that. I get that. Uh, so do you, uh, like when you said when you don't coffee out well, do you like to travel to other places and try other coffee places? Uh, obviously, apart outside of your first cup of for the day. Uh, I'm, I'm better after the first cup of the day. However, <laughs> I am also very um, sensitive to caffeine. So... Any about after noonish, twelve-ish. If I have caffeine, I will be up till four in the morning, and Greg does not find that funny anymore. Well, and especially because he's usually funny, getting up at that time. Yeah, right. I was gonna say by not finding it funny, she means I sleep through it, or I wake up and she's up, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" 
<laughs> and then I and then I leave. <laughs> yeah, that is unfortunate. For those of you who don't know, Greg is a super early riser. He's one of those weird people that when he wakes up in the middle of the night, he just gets up. Super um, weird. Yeah, I've yeah. never had a problem of going back to bed. But uh, <laughs> Greg Greg is one of those rare people is like, well, I'm up. Might as well get up. Um, yeah, I mean, if I wake up, then I'm in bed, but I'm awake. And that doesn't really, that those two things aren't compatible. So if I'm awake in bed, I need to get out of bed or fall asleep. Those are the only two options. And it's easier to get out of bed in the morning than it is to try and go back to sleep. So I get up. Well, hey, I mean, good for you because I, not me. I, I can always go back to sleep. Um, so, um, so the, Emily. It does, work, it does work out occasionally because it lets me uh, get the pot of coffee done before Emily wakes up. That's that true. And it's a great way to serve your wife. Yes, it, it is. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we know uh, you guys will survive as a couple because he makes you <laughs> coffee in the morning. <laughs> he brews, right? He brews. Yeah. He brews. Um, talking about holy grounds here. Um, so, Emily, you live in Newark right now. How did you um, end up here in central Ohio? Tell me a little bit about where you grew up. Where are you from originally? I'm from here. Um, my family lived here, lives here, born and raised. Um, I went to, off to college um, in the Cleveland area for two and a half years where I stayed in the dorm, um, and then I ended up back here. So I've lived in three different houses in this little town. Not so little town. It feels like a little town because I feel like I know everybody because I've lived here forever. I feel like we're somewhere anyway. in the 60,000 range, I think. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I came back cause my family's here now. My, um, my parents live 0.9 miles down the road, which is, which is awesome for childcare. Um, it is. I don't know that we will, you know, stay here, but getting, getting here was not, not my choice <laughs> since I was born here. So yeah. we are, we are here. So how is it that you ended up getting, because Greg grew up in Westerville, Ohio, correct, Greg? Correct. All right. So how did you end up uh, getting Greg to come here versus you going there? It was cheaper here. It was. <laughs> um, Good enough. We, we, had, we had no money and no plan. Um, I think we very briefly thought about an apartment in Westerville or Worthington or something. And for less than that per month, we could buy the house that we ended up buying for, you know, dirt cheap. That was like a hundred plus years old and abandoned for over two years and so on. Obviously very different things like buying a super old fixer upper and renting like a newer apartment. But, you know, I think it made sense at the time we had dogs. We needed space. Lots of dogs. Yeah. So, and I like home projects. So those are fun for me. Probably more so now since we've been through it once. <laughs> yeah. Probably more fun for you. 
Well, I've got a home project for you. Our basement flooded the other day, so you uh, can. <laughs> that's so terrible. I'm so it was sorry. super annoying. It happens, um, but you know what? God is still good, and a yes. little little water just helps us to be more patient. I guess it's a lesson. Um, so, um, so you grew up here in. Nurikahaya, as we like mm-hmm. to say, we locals. Um, yep. So how were you involved with church as a kid? Were you involved with church as a kid, um, as a teenager? Those kinds of things. Tell us a little bit about your involvement in church. So I just found this out recently. Um, my family, prior to my involvement in church, did not attend church. Um, My mom and my grandma were trying to find a church for my aunt to get married in. And um, after the ceremony, they ended up going there um, as regular attendees. So my family attended that church for quite a while. There was some some scandal and some fallout, I think. Um, I don't know all of the details. I was probably elementary school age um, when we stopped going there. But we, there were a whole bunch of families in the church and children. And we did like New Year's Eve together. The The parents would leave all the children at one house and all go out to dinner together. Um, so that was super nice, but the fallout was pretty dramatic. Um, and we ended up, our family ended up leaving that church. Um, the next church that we went to was probably, uh, it was a much, much larger church. Um, and I attempted like youth group and stuff like that, but never really found, figured, I don't know, never found my way. Um, it felt really clicky. And I, I was not going to change as cliche as this sounds. I was not going to change who I was to fit in. Um, so I, I still, um, attended church on Sunday, but I didn't participate in any of the youth group or anything outside of like Sunday school, I guess you could say. Um, I went off to college And again, everything felt really clicky. Um, And I was really busy running back and forth from Cleveland to Columbus to see my boyfriend. (laughs) Um, So I might. Sounds nice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I might do. Was Greg your boyfriend or was this another boyfriend? Yes, it was Greg. It was Greg. Okay. Okay. Um, That's a it's a two and a half hour drive. Um, yeah. But anyway, so I would do I think they would do something on like Sunday evening and I would do that every once in a while. Um, but I had Christian friends in my dorm and I would stay connected that way. I guess when I was home, my parent, my parents, my mom switched churches while I was gone. Um, to the church that I still go to now that I'm the treasurer at. And um, I was older, so I didn't 
there was no like youth group or anything like that. Um, but I would go to church on Sunday with them and, um, my, I don't know, my church going was pro was kind of in and out until I moved back home. And then I attended the church that I attend now since. Okay. So you had lots of involvement in church growing up, it seems, you know, with some, you know, maybe, I don't want to say wayward years, but some years that you were not maybe as involved. Um, mm-hmm. Could you tell us a little bit about your spiritual journey? Um, because um, not just because you attend church doesn't necessarily mean that you have any spiritual um any spiritual encounters, any encounters with Jesus or anything like that. Um, So I don't know if that's the case with you or yeah, just tell us a little bit about your, your journey with Jesus. So I was, I would say that I was raised with Christian ethics, no matter. Um, I spent a lot of elementary school, middle school, high school, getting made fun of for not fitting in, not cussing, not drinking. not participating in, I don't know, talking badly about other people, that sort of thing. Um, And it was really, really frustrating as a child. Um, Mm -hmm. But my mom just kept telling me, you know, you can't, you can't conform. So um, on one hand, I love church and it was awesome. And I had friends there Um, but they were kind of more weekend friends, I would say. Um, and like I said, I got made fun of at school. Um, so I wouldn't say that anything really epic happened. Um, probably until we got married to a certain extent, I guess. Um, there were some life lessons to be had, you know, being married. Um, learning how to be a submissive wife in the proper um terms um not projected terms anyway um there was learning to be responsible for my household for my the animals that we had um we had four dogs which was a lot but it was a lot of fun <laughs> yeah well and interestingly <laughs> enough uh, of those who are who I would classify as a part of our team right now, you guys do not have the most dogs. No, we don't. We have we're down <laughs> to three from four, but still. And, yeah, and we, we were surprised to learn this because we are usually the top dog people. Yeah, <laughs> top number yeah. of dogs. Yeah, yeah, and it it seems like whenever we we have our our gathering times that this is somehow a topic of conversation, but <laughs> somebody else on our team or like within our, uh, within our church has seven dogs. Um, that's so many. I, that's so many. It is. And I think that they would say the same thing as well. Um, <laughs> Can't say that we blame them. Yeah. I mean, so maybe, you know, uh, we've done our, our, uh, our metrics, podcast and whatnot and we're you know once we have a couple more of those we'll get to our numbers thing maybe we could start counting dogs and pets to fudge our numbers uh, <laughs> sure pat our numbers a little bit i don't remember nope. talking about that in the you know the yeah. growth series with the, we could quadruple our quadruple our numbers just by adding dogs in um there there seems to always be a 
a dog on camera at some point. Yeah. In some capacity. So, um, so anyways, but anyway, learning, yeah, so, learning about pet or about life. Yeah, just being responsible for my stuff. Um, we got married young, young-ish. I was 21, he was 22. So we had some stuff to figure out. That's a big life change. Mm -hmm. Um, so then, um, we had our son and that whole situation was fairly dramatic, um, between birth and, um, I quit my job and Greg got promoted. Um, it was all fine and well for the most part, other than like childbirth is pretty traumatic. (laughs) It um just in general is, yeah i mean i've never done it i've witnessed it <laughs> um but it looks pretty traumatic um, it it was pretty traumatic um but anyway so we decided well i quit my job in there and i had to learn during that time that my identity was not in my job but was in mm. christ um and that was yeah. really hard for me some things got taken away um some perspective was shown um that was rough uh and then we decided to buy the house that we're in now and we were almost homeless (laughs) between the transfer or between the selling of our old house and the buying of our new house and um it was really dramatic for a while for i don't know a month or two there was a lot of unknown and I had to trust. Um, I remember laying in my bed reading the Bible on my phone. And Zach, you might know where this is. I'm not good at references, but I had read um, the night before closing. I was still awake, and I read the where Jesus had fed the the masses mm-hmm. with how, however many fish and however many loaves. But the point was. I had read the first time it happened like what, two or three times. Yes. I'm going to show how ignorant I am. Anyway. Um, I had read a couple of weeks prior about how it happened the first time I read, you know, closer to that time, how it happened. The, what the second time. Anyway, I was laying in bed and I will never forget. I was reading the line. Um, I've fed, basically I've fed the masses. Why don't you believe me yet? Mm. And I was just like, oh, dang. <laughs> Shot to the heart, right? Yeah. Um, so that kind of, I feel like that, God speaking to me in that way, kind of started um, a much more real relationship with God um, and with Jesus. And there's been a lot of, life things happen to us we've experienced a lot of a lot of loss as a couple um mm. and a lot of a lot of big life events and quick succession i think is probably how one could describe some of it um but i feel like god is way more involved the very first time i read the bible all the way through what I had postpartum depression after our son was born um, and we had just moved and I was reading the Bible out of desperation. Um, I was awake and I couldn't go to sleep and I had thoughts that were entirely inappropriate that come with postpartum depression. 
And um, I just, I just remember like longing for God to save me from all of that so bad. And I found um, at least enough, um, what's the word? Enough peace, I guess, um, in reading my Bible that I did end up getting through that time. Um, but it was really rough, but I learned through all of that so much. I can tell you things about the Bible. I'm just not that good at referencing it. <laughs> uh, that's okay. That's okay. So, Greg, I actually have a question for you in this. Um, watching mm-hmm. watching Emily's faith develop through uh, those seasons of loss, what has that done for you? Mm. I don't know. I mean, I've, I think we talked about this in my Meet the Team that I've, always gone to church i went to church from i mean i was baptized like you know when i was a baby and went to church for years and years and years but i went out of like obligation or mandate from my parents you know i was a rebellious kid so i didn't really want to be there um but i still picked up a lot of i think the values and like ethics that emily was talking about earlier that led me to even though i made my fair share of mistakes here and there as a teenager who doesn't right um i didn't fortunately do anything too serious and kind of like corrected my path you know probably around oh 18 19 for the most part and and never did anything too crazy after that and so i think um i don't i don't know what i learn from hers i mean i i i think all it tells me is that her faith is is rock solid like there's no doubt there's no um there's no hesitation maybe maybe like you know internally but she doesn't talk about it and it's certainly a constant and it's led to a lot of positives for her specifically meeting people and like through her ladies group uh, which maybe transitions to your next question of how we met you guys, because that's kind of the the origin story of that as well. Yeah. So, Emily, if you want to tell us how how did you? I know the answer, of course, to this, but for the <laughs> for the group, if you want to tell us how how you met Liz and I. Um, I played I played softball for eight years when I was younger, um, and we were telling our friends about it. I don't even know how it came up. We had just mentioned it. Was it maybe that we had played that one spring with uh, our friends out in like Alexandria or something? Was it the, the beer league situation? Yeah, the yeah. beer league. <laughs> <laughs> it was, that was a little uncomfortable. It was fun, but it was uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and we don't really drink, so. No. Yeah. So um, we don't wear those shirts anymore either because they're inappropriate <laughs> as well. But um, as I'm wearing a softball shirt right now. Hey, hey, look at that. Anyway, um, so we were explaining to them that we had played that sort of thing. And um, the husband was just like, wait a minute, you play? And looked at me. Come to find out they had trouble um, finding women to be on their softball team because there was a a gender rule that you had to have so many women on the field at the same mm-hmm. time. That's what yep, we thing. had to so, have at least two women per team. 
Which is crazy to me because I really enjoy softball. Like how? Anyway, it's fine. Who doesn't? That's that's my question. Uh, Greg, that's who. (laughs) Um, But he loves you enough that he came. Uh, Yes. And that's that's exactly what happened. I said, you know, I'd love to play, but I don't really want to do it by myself. I don't know anybody much. Um, So I asked Greg if he would come with me which is super duper of him because I do not like to get on his bandwagon for some of the sports <laughs> that he likes to do. So anyway, um, so Zach was on the team with us and Liz was a most excellent cheerleader. And she is. Um, I, I feel like we just kind of organically started conversation there and the rest is history. Rest is history. Yeah. And in case anybody's wondering, our softball team is horrible. Um, it is not. I mean. <laughs> do it for the love of the game, right? Yeah, we do, do it, do it for the love of the game. And it's not that, it's not that individuals are bad. It's just, I don't know. Like, I, I guess we just have bad luck or something. But I think that. I, we helped other teams participate. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, think that, I think that we played for fun where other teams played to win. Like we were all there to have a good time. I don't think that like we didn't have like, you know, the the charismatic coach that was like pushing everyone to do their best and like beat the other team. Like that's not what we we just everybody wanted to have fun. It's exercise. We're getting outside. We're getting our summer tans going or tan lines anyways. I think we gave (laughs) our coach more grief than he gave us. Probably. (laughs) Yeah. That is the role of coach though. (laughs) But anyway, yeah, it was a good time. We did, I I feel it's a lot different than like high school ball because in high school, you'll like sacrifice anything in order to win the game. Yeah. But as I've gotten yeah. older, it's, you know, do, you know, I'm, I really probably shouldn't twist my knee. <laughs> <All right. laughs> like I have more time to like calculate this. Is it worth it? Is it not? Nope. I'm going to let that one go. <laughs> yep. Yeah. When I was a teenager, I, just I sacrificed my body all the time because it's like my parents had good insurance. Um, sure. And now I'm adult. <laughs> I'm an adult. It's <laughs> like I can't like I can't go to the doctor and like. Um, I see a lot of dollar signs when we, when yeah, we play. Yeah, ball. I do too. <laughs> well, like, as long despite, as it's not broken, I'll just limp through it. But <laughs> yeah, despite the lack of competitiveness, I still managed to pull my hamstring in the last game of the season. That, that was exciting. Yes. Yeah. No, that's all. how. That's how I know that I'm, again, I'm not old, but now that I'm getting to the point where I'm not the same young man that I used to be. I used to just be able to, you know, you know, I could, I could eat whatever I wanted and then go play sports. Like it was no big deal. Didn't have to stretch ever. Now, if I don't stretch for like six hours before the game, (laughs) I like, I pull whatever I didn't stretch. So, um, (laughs) Yeah, so uh and and so that softball league has led to a uh I would say a solid friendship and one mm-hmm. that's developing and growing always and um I know our kids have uh formed a friendship. Oh my goodness. Um, my child thinks he's the fourth Morgan child. Hey. We're cool <laughs> with that. Yeah. We're cool with it. The only way that we know that he's not is because he has very curly hair and I have the he straightest does. hair in the world. <laughs> um, so he would kind of look like that. Um, but 
yeah, like our, our kids love playing with Eli. And um, so, yeah, it's it's been, um, you know, this whole COVID mess has hasn't put a hindrance on our friendship, but it has hindered the amount of time that we can spend with one another. And um, the children so are FaceTiming. They are. Yeah. And it's and, really, it's either cute or really obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's a lot of hanging up and giggling and where'd you go? And where'd you go? Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's fine. Yep. I'm not even sure what they talk about, um, but you know, I don't know that they talk about anything. I think they yeah. just show each other their houses. <laughs> yeah, and this is this light bulb and that yeah. light bulb. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um. So, um, so we uh, had dinner one time, and I remember I was really nervous to tell you guys because, like, we were. Um, you know, our friendship was growing, developing, and I was like, we need to tell Greg and Emily that we're like starting a church that way. Like, I don't know. There's some of it was like a little guarded, like, you know, we're going to be moving to Columbus and it will make our relationship a little more, um, complicated is probably the best way to put it. Cause right now we only live a couple of miles away from each other. Um, and, and so we had you over for dinner and we shared with you guys. Um, and, um, I remember Greg and I went and played tennis or did coffee or something like that. And this is not the phraseology that he used, but, uh, he had said, you know, like, Emily won't shut up about your church plant <laughs> um, or something. That. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, um, uh, I was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. And so, like, I think I might have asked you, Emily, about it, you know, via text or something like that. But tell tell me what it is, um, why uh, you guys have joined in as part of the team of Harvestgate. Because I have to be honest, when I first told you guys, I was not anticipating you guys being on the team. Um, it wasn't that I didn't want you on the team. I just figured. I like to keep things exciting. Yeah. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about that, if you would. So, if I recall correctly, um, you guys told us about the the Harvest Gate situation, and we were super excited um, to hear about everything. I was kind of apprehensive going to dinner that night because something had gotten leaked on Facebook, and I had an attitude about it. I was kind of like... Here we go. We are trying to make friends with these people. We're investing our time and they're just going to up and leave us. <laughs> mm. So my suspicion um, or my my fears were were not uh, not that far off. Line. No. <laughs> I mean, I struggle with abandonment to begin with. So that doesn't help, but anyway. So we Zach started in and I just kind of here we go. But I don't know if Zach is just a particularly, um, uh, I don't know. What what does a coach do? Pep talk? Charismatic. Charismatic. Sorry. A charismatic speaker um, or what the deal was. But by the time we were done, we were, we were both really pumped about it. Um, and in that time, 
I I was having some somewhat of a spiritual struggle. I was I remember thinking um I don't have anything to do. I don't have anything to look forward to. Blah blah blah. I was just really feeling sorry for myself. Um but anyway, so I was I was reading a book um before I was going to the to bed and it was it was a Christian book. There was scripture in it. Um <laughs> not that that's a replacement for the Bible, but anyway. Um and I just remember God saying move. Just move. Um you know how God speaks to you on your level? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, when you need to hear him. Yeah. So it was just a move. And I had been thinking about Harvest Gate and I, I thought a lot about what that would look like and, um, how exciting that would be and how I had a lot to offer, or at least I felt I had a lot to offer. Um, and I remember talking to Greg about it and I just couldn't get it out of my head. So you know, we didn't know you guys super well and it felt really forward to be like, hey, let me jump on this, I guess. <laughs> so Greg, knowing how I felt about everything, was just like, it's fine, I'll just say something to Zach and we'll see where it goes. Just so, playing just playing matchmaker, you know. Yeah. yeah. That was pretty matchmaker, much matchmaker, pretty much how it went. make me a match. So I think, yes. I think since then we've been been in it 110%. Yes. Um which has been awesome. Like it's been it's you know you guys are the the uh impetus for our for this podcast. Like I, hmm. I remember one day you guys were like we need to do a podcast because um you had the little like harvest gate bumper sticker window decal thing yeah and somebody came up like oh it's good to see harvest gate out in the wild like i've been wanting to know more about it and you guys were like well we need to start telling people about it podcast is the way to go and here we are what are we 17 episodes in 18 episodes in 19 19 episodes in there who's we go counting who's counting <laughs> greg is greg. Just, greg uh, <laughs> yeah um yeah, and so it's been you guys have been fully on board with that and uh you uh what I appreciate and like uh is you and I when I say this I want you guys to know that this is a um, this is not a negative comment. Uh but you challenge me where I need challenged. Um and I appreciate that. I don't want to be just surrounded by yes people and not that you guys are negative Nancy's or anything like that, but that you challenge um and uh that to me is a is the mark of a good uh uh teammate and so i appreciate that about both of you guys um and so um for me i can say this that it feels like a uh a very mutually beneficial relationship. I hope it feels the same way on the other side, but I know that uh, you guys have added a, a great amount of um, value to my life and to Liz's life and to our family's life and to Harvest Gate. And so I just want you, I just want to say it publicly, I guess <laughs> podcast is publicly that like, Thank you. that I appreciate you guys. Uh, and you guys are great 
teammates and friends and um and I do want to affirm what you said. You said, you know, um, you know, there's a lot that I could bring to the team, I think. Um, and yes, your thinking is correct. There is a lot that you bring to the team. And so would you mind sharing uh, what some of those things are that you bring to the team? Sure. So in um, 2017-ish, I think I was doing a lot of research on spiritual gifts. I thought that um, it was kind of ignorant and lazy of me to not know what my spiritual gift gift or giftings were. So I did a lot of research and um, I did a lot of praying. I did a lot of talking to other people, all of the, the researchy things that you're supposed to do. Um, and I really felt like God was telling me that stewardship was my spiritual gift. Um, and I, mo- mostly monetarily, although you know, time, talent, you know, all of those things were were in there. Um, so I took a real, a real broad and hard look at my life. Um, and I found um through my like working history that i gravitated toward math and numbers and money um i've had a budget since i was 13 my very first job was um was tutoring college students when i was 16 um so i feel like somebody should have just kind of smacked me and been like what are you thinking um back in the day. However, I ended up with a degree in public relations and communication studies. So I have since um, kind of turned the car around and um, took a hard look. Greg and I talked a lot and I will be finishing my um, master's in business administration with a focus on finance next March. So pretty, pretty excited about that. And I felt like I had to do that because I have no other math or finance um, education, but I have math and finance jobs. And I felt like it would have been really hard to move forward with my career um, when I'm, when I'm done staying home. That doesn't make any sense either. when I'm ready to go back to work full time. How about that? Yeah. yeah and <clears throat> so uh, I think that those degrees complement each other really well. Um, they really do. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, praise God for, um, for his timing on things. And um, so what, you know, we're still in the early phases of this and, you know, there's things that we have to work out, but uh, what, what, um, what do you see your role being within Harvest Gate? I money and I numbers (laughs) (laughs) money and Uh, numbers. There we go. (laughs) Money and numbers. Um, I will help with both the church and the coffee shop. Um, the 
the goal is to make sure that everything runs smoothly and as efficiently as possible and that we're using um God's funds um in a in a in a way that he would want them to be used. So um not only would it be tracking numbers and finances but making sure that um we're we're staying on the right path. Yeah, so I certainly am not a numbers kind of guy, uh, but I thoroughly appreciate uh, those who are numbers oriented. And um, but one area where where we overlap, Emily, uh, where our giftings overlap, um, is is this idea of generosity. And so I look forward to to working with you in becoming. Um, in in using your gift of of stewardship and our combined gift of generosity of using that to make sure that Harvestgate is a um, wisely stewarded but also insanely generous um, uh, church, and so I, I look forward to um, to just seeing how God is going to to continue to develop you and continue to use the, you in those ways. Amen. Um, so uh, I have a final question. I, and this is probably my favorite question that we ask in this series. Um, and it's, it's this question. What, if anything, would you like to say to someone who's listening, who has heard what Harvestgate is and what we're about uh, but maybe they're on the fence about getting involved. What would you like to say to that person or those people? I think I would say take a chance. Um, just I'm, try it, I guess. Pray about it. Um, what could it hurt? I'm I'm very much a you know take at least take a bite <laughs> kind of I'm that kind of mom <laughs> I guess yeah. you could say just try a bite um there's a good chance that you'll like it that was mm. really cliche I'm I apologize for that but that, no, that, was, that was a great like I tell that to my kids all the time like yeah just try a bite yeah so I think that um I know that Harvestgate has a lot to offer for anyone in any phase of life um and i know that you know we have genuine friends um and genuine community and that god is present um in all of that and yeah i would just tell somebody to just try a bite <laughs> that's those are those are some great words um and as as a fellow Harvest Gatian, I don't know if that's a thing. Uh, huh. I, I appreciate those words. <laughs> well, uh, Emily, thank you very much for your time and helping everybody learn more about how you fit into the Harvest Gate team. Zach, thank you for your time in moderating this Meet the Team, and thanks everybody for listening. It's been fun. Follow us on social media at Harvestgate Network. There are several ways you can engage with us and support the Harvestgate Network at harvestgate.org. 
You can subscribe to the Harvestgate podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. If you're as excited as we are about this project, please consider supporting us by sharing, joining our prayer team, or donating on our website. Thanks for listening to the Harvestgate podcast, connecting faith to families, communities, and marketplaces.